You're listening to Behind the Viewfinder podcast, where you can relate as client or as service-based entrepreneur. Listen in on behind the scenes of client projects, the latest image capturing trends, and recommendations for your photo or video needs. Here's your host, Andy Coles. Hey, welcome to another episode of Behind the Viewfinder podcast. If this is your first time tuning in, thanks for dropping by. This is where we talk about photo and video capturing things related. We also discuss topics about what a client might be curious or interested in when it comes to image capturing services. So grab some pralines and get comfy because we're getting this podcast started. Happy National Pralines Day. I said that funny, Pralines Day. <laughs> uh, you know, I had to look it up, obviously, to find out what national, because I don't know these national days offhand. That would be some interesting fun facts to know offhand and probably be good for like a trivia night or trivia event. But I had to look it up and I've always seen Pralines. Heck, I'm even a fan of like Pralines ice cream. I just don't know what a Praline is. What? in the heck is a praline come to find out it's a confectionery good like chocolate of candy of some sort that is made from chocolate look at that you came to this podcast to hear about stuff that's image capturing related and you're getting food candy information you're welcome <laughs> um yeah so pralines is the way to go if there's something that you don't like about pralines let me know what's that all about and you know, when it comes to like nuts that are, they make like awesome, sweet stuff. I mean, first there's like the peanut, you know, obviously they make peanut butter and it's like, oh, this is amazing. Peanut sauce, if you have like a Thai, some sort of concoction, they put that peanut drizzle, that's pretty good. But then you jump a whole other ship when you go and you jump into like the, what's that called? The, the hazelnut very bland on its own but for some odd reason when you mash it up and you make it into as wholesome goodness you can make basically nutella what in the world is that oh man i've had recently this hankering for nutella so of course we, we've bought some but man that stuff is so ridiculously good you could almost throw it on everything i'm almost concerned like i'm not concerned i'm almost convinced you could probably throw it on a hamburger and it would still be, it would still be okay. It would still be delicious, actually, I should say. But um, I'm not about sweets with my savory food. Anyhow, we're not here to talk about food. That's enough about that. Today, we're gonna talk about how to pose your clients. And specifically, we're talking about male clients. You wanna have that masculine appeal and how do you achieve that, right? A lot of times people get so caught up in the moment that they forget the piece of directing their clients, right? A lot of times we get clients who ask you to take their pictures and stuff, but they don't know a thing about posing. So usually they just stand there. Oh, but you stink. Yeah, we don't understand it either. And smile at you. And if anything, they may, you know, tilt their head one way and smile bigger, maybe not smile or, or they'll ask you for like reassurance, like, should I do this? Should I not do this? Whatever. And you know, nothing 
is really wrong with that if that's your style. But again, they're hiring you for your services for you to basically do this service as an overall package to have you direct them. So this way they don't have to think about that stuff. Stress fee, oh, stress fee, stress, stress free. There should be a fee for stressing out. <laughs> and you know, when you go in and you have everything set up, whether it's your reflectors or if it's your camera or you have lights, whatever it is, the more pressure that you can take off of your clients, the better. Because they just can feel at ease. They can feel relaxed that they know that like whatever they capture is going to be great because they don't have the creative bone to say like, yeah, I actually think I should pose like this or I should pose like that. So, in reality, this is gonna be something good for you to learn. And you know what? I started with guys because it's a little easier, personally, because I'm a guy. So I know more or less what's what works, what doesn't. And plus, you know, after studying different people's portraits from other fashion photographers, people who do like lifestyle photography, or even just, you know, capturing headshots in general. And it's really simple. I'm gonna break it down like this. And then we can talk about poses thereafter. So the biggest concept that you want to do when you're posing a male client, you wanna have that masculine look. And again, this is completely up to you. If this is the image or the message that you want to convey, this is what you go for. Because you can still have a male client, but you still want maybe a feminine approach to it. Maybe you want something that's diminished, right? And that can be completely different, something different. But today we're talking about the masculine, powerful, domineering presence. So if there's anything to take away from this entire podcast, it's to understand that for males, it's all about big, puffy presence. The wider, the broader, the better, okay? And some people may describe it as peaks and valleys for you to basically pose your clients. Personally, for me, I think it's a lot easier to understand if you think about angles. Now, I don't know how many of you may have had math teachers or geometry teachers that um, geometry teachers that may have told you this. I, I would assume that it's a, a pretty, uh, you know, common thing to teach their students is that we're told that when they do architecture, when they do design, that the right angle, 90 degrees, is the strongest point that you can build, right? If you have that, that, that structure, it's obviously going to withstand a lot of weight and be able to do so. Now, think about what we just talked about. We're saying that we want to make sure that our males have this strong domineering presence when it comes to capturing their images on film or whatever you want to call it these days. And if you take that approach and get 90 degrees and incorporate that into your photos and your images, you're going to knock this out of the park every single time. Now, a few things that people kind of get caught up on. And one thing that people get caught up on is, well, my client is kind of husky. They're kind of big, they're kind of thick. Now, I come from the school of thought that when you capture an image, 
you can see the beauty in who they are. However tall they are or short they are or how wide or how slim they are, you can see it because you have that eye. Not just meaning that you have the eye in terms of what lighting looks great, but you can see the beauty that's represented in this person. They are made in the wonderful creator, right? That we're known as, we're reflections of. And so that's what we wanna do. So we wanna get into that mindset that everyone is very, like just appealing, very easing on the eyes. It's your job to showcase that, okay? Get out of the mindset that your client is big, your client is whatever, because when you see it differently and you show them, they will begin to believe it too, regardless of how they feel about themselves. And we can still talk about a few other hacks that you can use that maybe even though you're still using some of these portraits and they're still semi-sold on it, but you can tell that they're still not completely confident. I'll teach you a few things that also can kind of help chisel that away in some sense, okay? Hold on, we're getting one cat exiting the recording room. OJ, make your move. <laughs> okay, now we're, now we're back to operation. One more cat to probably come and go. Anyways, so we're talking about creating right angles. And actually, fun fact, um, who was the, uh, the guy who created the Nightmare on, uh, or Nightmare Before Christmas? Tim Burton. Tim Burton has a very interesting concept. If you're not familiar with uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, I want you to watch maybe like Edward Scissorhands or maybe look at, um, what was the other one that he did? Batman, right? That one with Michael Keaton. Batman Returns, again, with Michael Keaton. He has a very interesting take on the, uh, the play on words of right angle. In his set designs, he never wants a right angle. You're probably thinking like, okay, whatever. But think about that. That's a play on words, right? Assuming that that makes it correct, that that makes that, ops, like, I guess that the end all be all, like you can't, you're either right or you're wrong. So in this sense, using the right angles that 90 degrees that we're talking about is what you're seeking, unlike Tim Burton, all right? And you know what? People's bodies can be misconstrued anyways, and sometimes some of us are, you know, longer on one end or whatever it is. We're gonna be using this as our concept. Okay, so let's start off with from the, the frame and we'll work our way from the bottom to the top, all right? Whenever you pose your clients, especially specifically males, we're talking about males, masculine looking males. And you can still, again, apply this to women because again, just like we mentioned earlier, if you wanna diminish a guy, what's, what, what can you do to a woman to give her a strong domineering presence? Maybe she's an entrepreneur, maybe she's a business owner of some sort, a realtor, a judge, a cop, and you still wanna be able to you know, show that this person has strength this would apply still. So this is a masculine look that we're talking about. The feet always want to be pointed in the same direction, okay? A lot of times, some people get pigeon-toed. Some people even get to the point where they go, um, 
uh, turned out. And that's where their to toes are basically pointing at like maybe I guess um, 10 and two. And what that does is it, it, it shows that they're uncomfortable in who they are and what they are. And you know, I will be the first to say, standing in front of a camera, probably not my strong suit. Especially when I know that there's gonna be something shown to me shortly after about maybe what I do or don't like about what's on that end of that camera. So again, think about your, your client's feet. They always wanna be like they're in skis, okay? Or maybe you're thinking about skateboards. So if they're riding on a skateboard, their feet are parallel to each other and they're facing in the same direction. On occasion, you can have the feet do the opposite of each other, I guess, in some sense. You can have one parallel and one turned out um, but never have one turned in. That one just shows kind of like a, again, diminishing image. We don't wanna do that in this case. Now, you're probably saying, well, what if the client sits? What's up, everybody? I'm breaking up this podcast real quick to say I need your help to keep this podcast going. If you're digging this episode, make sure to rate it five stars, give it an applause, or give it a like. If you think this podcast is weak, give me a rating nonetheless. Lastly, write a short or long review and share this episode with someone you think that would benefit from this or share it with an enemy to waste their time. All right, back to this episode. Back to Behind the Viewfinder Podcast. Same deal, my friend. Have the feet pointed in the same direction. And you can stagger the feet. So even though that they may be on the same plane, you can have one maybe a few inches out in front of the other, and that will still create a domineering effect. Next, in the knees, what's all about the knees? And really this is kind of a two-parter. Knees and hip are, are pretty much connected. Knee bone to the hip bone. Anyways, <laughs> the knees, you don't wanna have both of them bent. Because I just says kind of like, ooh, I'm uncomfortable. I got to go potty, whatever it is. So one knee bent. You can have a very strong uh, angle, like the 90 degree, or maybe something a little wider, but never just like so acute. Something, you know, 45 degrees or less. Because then again, that kind of says like, oh, like the whole like, oh, I'm getting my kiss and I'm popping my leg. Don't do that. All right. Open up. Be wide, be big, be huge, okay? And same thing, if they're sitting, you can create one that has more of a direct angle or it can have one straight, right? Now, the hip, let's say that your client is standing, okay? And they're looking at you. They have big broad shoulders and they're squared off on you, totally fine. But have them kick to one hip, right? And what that does is it, sense, it puts a sense of dominance of where they're standing, like I am owning this where I am at. I don't care who comes by, I am totally comfortable in where I am standing. And that's what we're trying to portray. Next, what if maybe, um, let's say that a client you know, is unable to stand? That's totally fine. Now we're coming from the waist up, right? So with the waist, Sometimes we can have clients that maybe are a little husky, like myself, 
And from time to time, some of us may be a little uncomfortable or we just don't care to see, you know, that extra spare handle or tire that's hanging out in our shirts or our coats or our sweaters, whatever it is. Here's a cool trick that you can do that will help make that diminished. Okay, we're talking about big and broad for right now, but at this moment we're talking about how to diminish this section. So if you're with me, maybe take a moment to stand so you can get a visual on how this is happening. So pretend that the camera is directly in front of you. Next, take its turn to your left slightly so that your chest is still open so that you can still see from left to right uh, of your chest line. And now what you can do is, let's talk about those legs again. Bend one knee. So rest all the way, all the way into one leg. The other one's bent slightly out in front or the foot slightly out in front of the other, maybe like the, the uh, ball of your foot in the strong leg is matching the uh, arch of your foot in your leg that's resting, your, your bent knee, okay? So it's slightly different, it's offset. Now, for the hands, we're gonna briefly touch about this real quick. Now, some people have this whole thing where they're like, don't put the hands in the pocket. Some people like, do put the hands in the pocket. Some people are like, if you do put the hands in the pocket, put them completely in the pocket. <clears throat> Again, this comes back to your train of thought. Some people say that you shouldn't put your hands in the pocket showing any of the digits. Because what that's doing is that it's basically um, pulling attention towards the crotch. Personally, for me, if you're, if you're, the way your camera is lined up, if you're, shooting from the abdomen to the thigh, then yeah, that's going to create some directional flow to the crotch. But if you're taking a full on shot, people aren't going to be looking at that, especially if you have a dominating presence. Again, that is my take. That is my approach. If your philosophy is different, completely go hands in completely. Right. Just my school of thought is where the hands go. They have no hands. Oh my gosh. But whatever. So have their hands inside the pockets. Okay. Next, typically your, 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 uh, your client wants to be broad and big, setting up straight, right? Tell them inhale, right? And usually that expands the chest. So what you can do is to have them hinge at the hip, hinge at the waist ever so slightly. I would say maybe from where they're at, maybe about four to five inches hinge, right? And then what happens is once they're doing that, have them stick their neck out just a little more, just like a turtle would come out of, their, out of their shell. Stick their neck out. I'm doing this if you can hear the difference in my voice when I'm sticking my neck out. <laughs> have them stick their neck out. And then it would be your job as a photographer to get the angle that would diminish that section, that neck, right? Because if you have it completely straight on, as if you had someone pointing a finger directly to the lens and your lens was straight on, it would look like this finger was coming out of this big circle. There would be no uh, indication of how long the arm is because there's no depth of field to show that there's no leading lines, right? So your job as an image capturing pro would to be able to get the right angle so that they don't, you can't tell that they're elongating their neck and get the angle that either can be maybe from above a little more or maybe slightly skewed from um, 
the opposite side of the shoulder that is open to you, okay? And what this does is when they're hunched over, I shouldn't even say hunched over, when they're slightly bent over leaning, what happens is that they gradually will start to like pull in their abdomen. So it becomes smaller. And now what is in focus is, or the more attention is drawn to is their shoulders, how broad their chest is, right? And even their smile brings that in, okay? Now, let's say, and this could be for some clients because maybe, you know, in some cases, this is how this rolls for me too. If the client reviews the image and they're still like, eh, you know, and you can ask them like, what, what didn't you like about that? What, what's going on? And if they point out, they're talking about their midsection, their midline, what you can do is you can do a tight crop. Now, of course you can do crop and post, but you don't want to lose all those megapixels, right? I mean, if, especially if you got a nice camera, keep that. Go to a different lens, switch to it, or uh, get in closer if you can. And where the uh, solar plexus is in your abdomen, so that section right beneath where your ribs split, crop from there up to get the head. And you still get the shoulders, you still get the chest line. It's very commanding presence all in the frame, okay? And now you've eliminated the section that they hate the most, or maybe that they're embarrassed about. And voila, they love what they're looking at, right? Especially when you have the elongated neck, what does that do? That helps for any of us, like myself, that may have two or three chins. You can push that out, and now you have one chin. Works wonders every time, okay? Next, we're talking about we're moving up, moving up, all right? Chest, we briefly talked about that. Anytime your clients are uh, getting ready to take pictures, especially if you want, again, you want that very domineering masculine approach, make sure that their shoulders are not rolled forward, okay? Uh, some people in the medical field might call that kyphotic, right? They might have a lot of tension that's making them basically kind of hug themselves in some sense. Have them open up their shoulders, open up, breathe. Make that butterfly shoof, open up, okay? One way to also help achieve that is have them take a deep breath in and then exhale slowly as they take the picture. That will help inflate their chest, open up their shoulders. And again, now we've created a bigger domineering presence in the, uh, the image, okay? Now, we talked a little bit about the hands, but they are connected to those darn things called the arms, right? The arms, what do we do? The hands, sometimes they're just kind of there, right? And to be honest, I would say that hands are the, probably the most trickiest, okay? My rule of thumb is for hands, if they're there and they're in the image or they're calling attention, make sure that they are doing something for a reason. This could be the adjusting the watch. This could be pulling up a sleeve. It could be rolling up a sleeve. It could be holding onto their jacket pocket. It could be holding onto the jacket breast. You can have two of them hold on jacket breast. You can have them hold on to the belt, hold on to the waistline, hold on to the back pocket, you know, the thumb. You could have them maybe one slung across, maybe hanging out like on a bench or a wall. The other one kind of maybe rubbing the back of their head, right? Holding the back of their head. Again, we're creating these angles, right? And they could be pseudo buttoning their shirt, right? These things create these angles where the elbows bend, 
or if their arm is wrapped around a bench, create that bend in that arm. So it creates that domineering effect. And then you're saying, well, I've seen some you know, pictures on Forbes where their arm is completely stretched out, you know, um, basically perpendicular to their body. Okay, let's think about that. If that person is sitting and facing the camera and their arm is reached out all the way, in their armpit, that's the 90 degree. It's just a much larger, larger approach, right? And again, that creates dominance. It calls attention to, I'm owning every single moment of this space, okay? Next, the head. What is up with the head? Now, this one is very tricky. Now, again, we're talking about clients that maybe if they have a double chin or a triple chin, again, have them stick out their head or their chin, have them elongate that, okay? And that'll help diminish that section. Now, if you have clients that are blessed that don't have that, extra chin or two always make sure their chin is straight point at the camera but don't have them so much where their head is too much tilted up because then it comes with a snob effect unless that's what you're going for maybe you want to take a picture of someone who's portraying like a king or something of that matter that's totally fine you can always have the head facing the camera straight on you can have it slightly tilted okay away from the camera but never have it like leaning where like your ear is trying to touch the shoulder because it just creates this very like uh, soft diminished look doesn't look good okay try to have the head in a neutral position as much as possible if it is gonna if there is gonna be a bend very slight very minute no more than an inch okay the other part that goes to tie this all in and all together is that when you're showcasing these elements that we just talked about, the chest, the arms, the head, the face, the legs, make sure those sections are illuminated by your light source, whether external light or if it's you know natural lighting. Illuminating that calls attention to that, right? We're always said that, oh, the brightest spot of the picture is drawing my eye there. So if those are naturally lit, that's what's gonna basically be portrayed in your image, okay? And same thing in video capturing. Have them show that light shine on their shoulders, right? Or on their chest or on their, like their head that's completely straight on. These things will help your person look very masculine, very domineering, and just very much in the, uh, the perspective of they are confident in who they are. All right, you guys, that is the one for talking about how to pose someone for a very masculine approach, okay? Next, we'll be jumping on another one eventually about how to pose your women and or getting that feminine dominant or diminished look and we'll get that one to you guys soon. I do have another interview come to you guys soon. I hope you guys will be uh, tuning in for that one. As for me, that's it. That's all I have <laughs> for today. So you know what happens next. I'll catch you on the flip side. Be sure to check out next week's episode. Until then, happy clicking.